Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the 43rd meeting of DKI Digital Lira Entertainment's anime discussion podcast for your listening pleasure. As always, I am one of your hosts, Digital Lira Entertainment founder Mario Bueno, and welcome, welcome to another wonderful Friday afternoon that is going to be stacked with good times, screeching about anime, and possibly a few more surprises, uh, one of which is the, the mystery box of one of my co-hosts, <laughs> but we'll be getting to that in just a moment. First off, I would like to welcome, as usual, from Frangiville in the municipality of Frangiland, the wonderful Frangi. Greetings, Earthlings. <laughs> we are now taking over your radio. Radio. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I was going I mean, for the have, Space Jam a, reference, and that thing already uh, named after that. So, oh Lord, you're not wrong. I should have, I should have realized, I should have realized, but nope, I had to go for the Space Jam reference and walk right into that one. Very nice, Franji. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of radio, the radio drama project director himself, representing the D in the DFW, the wonderful Joel. How you doing, bud? It's Friday. Friday, Friday! D. Yes. Right. <laughs> Every D is a good D. Um, <laughs> and of course, uh, as I mentioned, we have we have a mystery. The mystery is Emmy. Mystery box is Emmy. Will we have an Emmy? Will we not? We will find out over the course of the show. No, literally, we're going to find out over the course of the show. Uh, some stuff came up last second, so there is a... 50-50 shot. <laughs> we will be joined by an Emmy. And if we are, cool. Awesome mystery box. If not, also cool because Emmy's got to do Emmy things. <laughs> so uh, before we uh, before we launch into our uh, topic, which, uh, ho, first off, uh, for those of you who have been paying attention to our Discord, I would like to apologize. <laughs> first off, thank you for supporting us over on our Discord. Uh, just as a reminder, our Discord is a great place to stay up to date with all things Digital Ear Entertainment Daily, and we do have other wonderful uh, chat threads going on there. Um, but we we told you that we were going to be doing a continuation of last week's topic. That is not happening. <laughs> and I that hope to lie. <laughs> and I hope that Neo Ivan of Neo Ivan Gaming, who is going to be hosting our happy hour, basically 30 minutes after we wrap up today, is listening in because he he literally called it today. <laughs> His, his joke request every week for the past few weeks actually is going to be our legitimate topic. We'll get to that shortly. So before we get into any of that, I'm actually going to popcorn over to you guys for the uh, personal recaps before I launch into mine. Uh, so let's uh, let's start off with Franji because, uh, Franji, you were MIA last week. I'd love to hear what you've been up to since we last heard your wonderful voice on this wonderful podcast. I've actually been up to a lot of anime, and also I have fiery flaming takes on one of them. Ooh! <laughs> save that. Yeah, save spicy that takes! That. Oh. So, so, I mean, I've been keeping up with the weeklies. Attack on Titan obviously has been blowing my mind. Blowing Ooh. my mind. Yeah. That's not the one I have fiery flaming takes about. I'm just, like, kind of along for the ride on that, going, okay, I never know what's going to happen. Let's just wait and see. But um, uh, this past week was a week. Ho, 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 oh, it yes. was... Yeah, it was one of those that I knew was coming. I did not expect it to be this soon. Uh, and then I saw the blimp show up the previous episode, and I'm like, oh, I, I no. I didn't know it was coming. I, I just, I, I, I saw the episode title, and I was like, oh, no. Yeah. And I, uh, But then just the, the way it played out was mm -hmm. so just 
out of left field, but then then again, no, that's it was just sort not. of how. Yeah, it, it, did, it did not feel out of left field to me, probably because I've been sitting there every week with one of my friends, like breaking the series down, putting all the clues together, trying yep. to predict what's going to happen. Well, so, sorry. So the, the left field it was the without who. spoilers. Yeah, oh, yes, that was the left field. You're right. The who was the left field. Be- because, yes. all right, we, we knew stuff was up. And uh, we, we know things are going to go sideways one way or another. I didn't expect them to get just sort of uh, them getting caught in the crossfire. Uh, that was out of left field. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it, it's. So when we were talking about this season of Titan and I was talking about how, you know, I I was aware of a few spoilers ahead of time. That was one of them. (laughs) That's also why when we were talking about the pacing, I was just like, okay, like when are when's business going to pick up? And then I was like, oh, there uh, when there was that criticism about, oh, this is taking so long to get started. It's like, no, guys, like if you know what's coming, they are like light speeding there. They have gone ludicrous speed (laughs) with this plot right now because, oh, God, I thought that was going to happen like at least a few more episodes later. But then, like I said, for me, the tip off was the blimp because I distinctly remember that a blimp was involved with no. the WTF moment of this week. No, and I'm like, oh no. <laughs> from the manga, do you feel like uh, in going ludicrous speed, do you feel that they have cut anything vital? Or do you think that they've done a, like that the fat they've trimmed is acceptable trimming? Um, again, I, I just get little bits and pieces. I don't actively read entire chapters except once in a blue moon. Um, TLDR Mario got spoiled by somebody. Oh, I got yeah. spoiled by Twitter. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Freaking Twitter. Twitter. And this was months ago, mind you, like when the chapters oh, came out. So that no. again, uh, but I, I I do allow it for something like Attack on Titan because there are just so many WTF moments throughout the entire series that I'm like, okay, it's good to be a little bit prepared because otherwise it just gut checks you so hard. So oh, hard. That's what I'm in it for, man. That's what I li- yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And it's it still manages to catch me off guard. Like, again, the, the way they presented the time skip, I was just thrown for a loop. Um, And that's also why, again, I feel like pacing-wise, they have kind of, like, evened it out. They had such a slow burn, leaving you so confused uh, at the start of the season. And then business picks up. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. I so can't now wait. it's just going to be, like, a roller coaster uh basically throughout and i only know of one more major spoiler um but i don't have i don't have the circumstances for it so i'm gonna be probably just as gobsmacked as everybody else when it happens oh, so welcome to the ride with the rest of us now oh now oh yeah suffer. <laughs> oh i was gonna suffer anyway like that's titan titan yes. is suffering anyway i'm so sorry you had you had recaps to continue <laughs> oh that's fine. This is what I love about Dekai, because um, we can just be nerds. So I also watched the new episode of Dr. Stone. That's just hitting yes. home runs every week. And yes. I'm so excited that it's back. It is giving me life. Um, I watched, I'm caught up with Reincarnated as a Slime. That's good too. But I also had a chance to go and watch the first couple episodes of the new dub of Gundam Seed, because I hadn't checked that out. Um, nice, nice. And it was good. I mean, it was good. I was surprised at how similar a lot of the voices sounded to the Ocean Studios dub. Um, and I, don't, I don't know. I was just kind of like, huh, this is yet another iteration of my favorite Gundam series that I can enjoy. Okay. And I, like, I thought I would have stronger opinions one way or the other, but I, I really didn't. I was just like, okay, it's a dub. Cool. Um, 
Look nice. at Atherin Zala. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, oh, and and sidebar, uh, I spoke to Atherin Zala's new dub actor, Chris Hackney, uh, during yes, Virtual yes, Crunchyroll Expo. Uh, besides yes. the fact that the dude is super chill, like it was wonderful uh, getting to chat with someone who has uh, the same kind of uh, appreciation and respect for for not just Gundam Seed, but like for the character <laughs> that that we do. So it was it was a real blast uh, talking with them. So. I, I feel bad that I still haven't had the chance to catch up on the new dub uh, just so I could hear his performance in real time. But, you know, just talking to him, like, dude, dude was just over the moon <laughs> getting to, to play that role. And I'm like, yes, I understand. <laughs> That's, I'm so happy for him then because I, I get that. That's amazing. Um, so I watched that. I actually ended up watching a ton of um, The Sleepy Princess in the Demon Castle, which was delightful um i usually kind of bypass like cutesy comedy series because i'm like no give me the dark stuff like attack on titan that's gonna break me Um, but every now and then humor is really really good and i was very caught off guard and surprised by how much i liked that show and how much it cracked me up okay Um, finishing that one that i i started it last season and it wasn't bad it just you know by episode six or seven it, it wore a bit thin on me but i know a lot of people enjoyed it and it's one that i figure when i'm in the mood for it i'll go back and finish it yeah, definitely. It's not like, oh my gosh, hurry up and go see it right now. But it's definitely, if you have nothing else to watch and you just want something that's kind of going to crack you up, then you might as well just watch it. Okay, so um, good, good, happy, fluffy, uh, funny times, basically. Yes. Very funny times. Okay, okay. <laughs> At least for my right sense there. of humor. <laughs> um, and okay, so my fiery flaming take this week. Oh, <laughs> mm. <laughs> myself a little bit, but I'm just so mad. Okay. <sighs> Promised Neverland. Oh, okay. I'm a little okay. surprised. Okay, yeah, okay. I, I, saw, I saw this week's episode last night. Okay, and I feel bad for you, and I'm very upset for you because I feel like it has been completely ruined now because what they, what I figured out what they are doing, because I've read the manga all the way through to the end, and it was abso- absolutely phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And the first season of Promise Neverland stuck to it very loyally and was so good. And there was a humongous, very important to the entire you know manga plot arc that um, was looking like it was going to be skipped in this season of Promise Neverland, and it was what everybody was looking forward to seeing animated. Um, mm-hmm. And it turns out they skipped it. They took out kind of a big important character, and they started to oh. condense things. And so last week I was like, okay, I see what they're doing. They're just condensing. Maybe they'll find a good way to sort of rework the story. Um, but then yesterday's episode they condensed it even more and cut out so much stuff. I don't know how the story is going to recover. And it became clear to me that what they're doing is I think they're going all the way for the end of the whole manga series in just these 12 episodes, which is not Uh, long enough. Not long enough. And the reveal, the big reveal that happened in the yesterday's episode was a long time coming in the manga. And it happened completely differently with way more emotional payoff when it happened. So I just feel like... And I, I feel bad for the people watching right now because things have been happening so fast lately and in such a such a strange condensed like, way. I, I thought the episode was good. That I, I enjoyed it last or last night. Yeah, and um, it, having no context, I don't feel like I've lost anything. But now I'm okay. wondering of oh gosh, like it, I, I kind of hope that maybe we'll get some flashbacks in the next episode to help fill in the gaps. I hope so. It's just if they're already at the point that they just hit in yesterday's episode, there's 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 an end game that they have to come on quickly. And so maybe they will do flashbacks. But then in that case, why why show the reveal early? I don't know. So I'm a little bit like incredibly disappointed. And I don't know <laughs> if I will. I mean, I'll probably watch the rest. But it, it is so much a disappointment for me that I'm like, well, the heck with that. 
the manga was so much better. Like I give up. Like I'm wow. I'm a, it's just been about a while to give up. since a high profile wow. anime pulled such a just you know a from what it sounds like a drastic cut of content. It was drastic, and I'm wondering maybe after the first season, it just didn't get the hype it needed to get you know, approved for as many more episodes as would have done the manga justice. And they were like, you get one more season of 12 episodes, put it all in there. All right, we got a speed run, y'all. Let's do this. (laughs) Right? And I just think that's such a detriment. I feel so bad Uh... because the first season was so good, but then you go and read the manga and it gets even better. Like the Promised Neverland is a tremendous, tremendous mind-blowing story. And to see it just like cut and cut and cut and mangled just kind of made me really sad. Ugh. They could have done a good job. I wasn't, I, I was one of the ones that, it was until yesterday that I wasn't very, very upset, but the internet was angry like way sooner than that, like uh, last week. And surprise, I was like, guys, surprise. let's just wait. <laughs> they could, let's, yeah, I know, right? Angry internet. I was like, let's just wait. We'll see. Maybe they'll do a good job because just because they condense it and rewrite stuff doesn't mean it's going to, it's going to be bad. But I was very disappointed. So yeah, so that's my hot take. I was, I was, mm. I just going to go cry in a corner by. Oh. Yeah, that is a uh, very surprising and kind of kind of shocking as well. Like, wow, I would think something like Promise Neverland would at least get you know the the proper uh, full length treatment. So yeah, that's a yeah, weird th- curveball. Was very successful. So it, if it comes out after the fact that they were only greenlit for twelve more episodes, that would like crazier things have happened in the industry to be sure. Like mm. it situations like this, you know. Full Metal Alchemist or just other situations where adaptations get uh, more adapted than others are not unheard of in anime, but uh, this would certainly be the highest profile one to have that type of thing. Because uh, it, it sounds like, at least for Titan, that while it may be expedited, that there's they're hitting the same major beats without significant yeah. alteration. They, they're just trimming the fat. Well, not even that. They're just it, because it move all the action moves at such a brisk pace to begin with. Like oh, so it it could even just be a thing where you know there's a lot of panels in a fight scene mm-hmm. where a fight scene takes two three chapters because the artist renderings you know go through so many panels to show the flow of battle, whereas it can play out in, in animation seconds. Yeah, in in seconds. So it just means that you can actually do it without. If that's the type of cutting there, or if that's how the pacing's different, then that's even better because that means that no content is being cut, and it just means that the mangaka was uh, not gratuitous, but um, generous, I suppose, with their uh, uh, their depiction of fight scenes. Yeah, and and also the the mangaka for for Titan has admitted to not being like the best artist. Like they've just straight up said, "Look, you know, I'm just doing the best I can <laughs> to tell this story." So it doesn't surprise me when you think about you know the the added length. And even though now they have assistance to help them with all this stuff, um, it still takes a while to crank out uh, the kind of art style that Titan has, given how nuanced it is. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of shading. <laughs> that's that's one thing I've always noticed. There's a lot of shading. Also, a um, a, a quick uh, quick aside here, since I'm taking a look at our chat. First off, uh, welcome to everybody who has popped in, especially uh, Ado, one of our regular viewers, and uh, Neo Ivan. I am so glad you're here. I don't know if you caught the opening, but uh, you're gonna like our last second audible, and I say literal last second audible for today's episode. So definitely tune on in. One Eastern Standard Time when we made this decision. So 20 minutes ago, yeah. <laughs> As of this point in the recording, <laughs> maybe it is Neo Ivan. <laughs> maybe it is. Um, so before we get into 
our main topic. We still have two more recaps to go through. Let me popcorn it over to you, Joel. Uh, so what else do we have on your end? So I've been keeping up with my weeklies, which I realize that apart from two, like I, I think I'm watching 10 or 11 shows, and all but two of them are sequels. Um, and I've been enjoying all of them. Uh, the two new ones that I'm watching this season are Hormia and uh, Spider. Yes, uh, Spider! Continuing oh, yeah, along very good in their own respective ways. Yes. Uh, I have not seen the most recent episode of ReZero uh, that it broadcast like two, three days ago. Uh, still Same, so we're good. Stone, uh, Dr. Stone, because that only aired like yesterday or the day before. Big um, same. But, you know, everything else is still really good. Uh, go watch Log Horizon, Franji, and Mario. I forget. I don't think you've seen it. <laughs> Uh, um, it, it was one of those that I never got into, so don't yeah, expect me to yeah, be checking that out. <laughs> it, 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 it's as close to Code Geass as we're going to get without being Code Geass. So okay, 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 I know, I know. It is on my to-watch list. And, gonna, yeah, it, it's just been jealous. very good uh, pretty much across the board. Um, quintessential quintuplets is very, very fun, as always. Still just a great character piece and romantic comedy re-zero is re-zero and like, sure is as re-zero keeps going i'm really starting to think more and more this may become one of the all-time greats oh yeah like season yeah, one already because re-zero has been big it's been a thing but it's there's a lot of big shows that aren't necessarily touted as all-time greats of just story and execution across the board but the story of ReZero just keeps getting better that it feels like it's only improved since season one honestly yes um the action is consistent the performances are on point and it just keeps you guessing without feeling like it's going off the deep end and i hope it keeps up this high quality bar because it's one of those ones that I'm really starting to look at as saying this could become one of the modern masterpieces. Yeah, because uh, to, to your point, like season one left a very, very resonant uh, impact on the anime fandom. The fact that it resumed a lot of its momentum after a fairly lengthy hiatus, all things considered, that yeah. already by itself is a nice indicator of the longevity of the, the property. But then when you look at the quality that season two has had, it really has elevated from season one. It really builds on season one. It introduces new elements that really have so much so much meat on those bones. It is it it, it lives up to the hype, and I agree. Like once once all said and done, as long as it doesn't do a massive face plant <laughs> at the finish line, uh I I do agree with you. It is it's on track to be a modern classic. Season one definitely made the case. Season two is just proving it beyond shadow of a doubt. Yeah. So go watch that. And slime just continues to be delightful. Uh, yeah. Good times. Good times. Rock and roll. Uh, yeah. On my end, a lot of what we just covered, it's yeah, very much uh, same here. Um, I do want to quickly point out, you know, how wonderful uh, Spider has been. I still can't believe how enjoyable that show is and how absolutely adorable Spider is. <laughs> like they they nailed it with that design. And uh, I think it was in our, our group chat the other day. We were looking at the, the Nendo of, uh, of Spider. 
Uh, am I remembering this correctly, or am I, I thinking of another? Think that was ours. I don't remember. Okay, that. Uh, I know there was definitely a group chat uh, somewhere uh, where the Nendo came up, and uh, oh boy, <laughs> that's one of those things that translated so nicely. It's like, oh, this is so cute. I might actually want to drop a sickening amount of money on this. Oh, okay, okay, all right, all right. Um, so yeah, still, still highly praising uh, Spider Anime. Uh, still find it hilarious how gruesome some of the eating scenes are when compared to, you know, Attack on Titan, which is currently airing in the same season, or ReZero, which again is no stranger to grotesque imagery, <laughs> but somehow the last like two weeks. ReZero has not been particularly grotesque. No, that's what I'm saying. It's been, it's so hilarious to watch this contrast. It's like, oh, the one I'm expecting to see all this in has actually been very tame, if not quite wholesome. And then the one that I don't expect to be like this is uh, pretty pretty gruesome. Well, I, I wouldn't call ReZero wholesome. It just hurts you in other ways. Yeah, but I mean, in terms of like the, the graphic uh, violence yeah. and like disturbing imagery, uh, it's just been hilariously uh, contradictory. So that's been basically my week. And then today I finally, uh, I finally completed one of my homework assignments from last week's episode uh, in anticipation of this week's original planned discussion. I sat down and watched the first two episodes of Bento. As a brief recap, Frangi, Frangi, do you know of Bento? I know nothing about it. I just know right. that you've been waiting for this from him, so I need <sighs> to know what this is about. So a brief recap for those of you who uh, missed out on last week's episode. Uh, Bento is uh, essentially uh, a, a, a combat anime what? built around <laughs> getting half-priced items at the end of the day at a supermarket. So if you're familiar oh, yes. with that tradition of the uh, the, the half-price sales in Japanese supermarkets, uh, it is literally a combat anime built around this yes. from 2011. Oh my god! I've, I've Just, um, you know, near the end of the day when they have all the fresh prepared bentos because mm -hmm. they they have to be sold the day that they are prepared. Mm -hmm. they, these aren't you know, yes. frozen meals, they, they need to be sold. So Okay, I've seen clips know, of this show. In the afternoon, yes. Yes. Uh, employee comes out of the back and puts the half-price stickers on it, mm -hmm. and then yes. the supermarket turns into Fight Club. Oh, I love it. I should watch this also. I've been meaning to. <laughs> so uh, I've, I've already taken the liberty of warning our wonderful editor, Remy, <laughs> about yes. what is about to come next. Because, uh, you know, for big, big, big apologies to our regular live viewers. I am cashing in an F-bomb pass. And here we go. Yes. What the actual f did I shoot into my eyeballs? What was this anime-ass anime bullshit that I sat through two episodes of? What even was this show? Now, now the question is, though, <laughs> impassioned exclamation <laughs> we still don't have the verdict did oh my god enjoy it? Oh. yes did you did you did you oh. because i want to see it so badly now um okay so all right <laughs> where and, do and i even start I'll, I'll start with my personal take on bento it's a trash show it, it is a trash show and if you're in the mood for trash, it is the highest quality trash you're going to find. But go in understanding that it is trash. Okay, so I am going to cosign. Firm cosign. It is 
it is trash anime. I'm dying right now. You. I I actually had a breakdown of like the scale of trash that I would put it into. Um. So on the one end, we have uh our our favorite punching bag over here behind the scenes at Digital Era Entertainment, especially among the the wrestling fan contingent of us who also watch the anime, want to be the strongest in the world, which is just absolute trash like it it is an actual garbage show that you should not watch because it is garbage and also it's got lots of fan service and uncomfortable elements for for people who want to like keep it clean for for their anime viewing um this is kind of like in between the normal trash anime that i would casually enjoy and actually recommend to people and that it's like firmly in that that middle middle ground because i see where they're going <laughs> I see the good things about it. It is definitely a thing that I would say at least sample it because it's, it, I, I'm glad that I watched it for research because it is a great example of what we were talking about last week. It's one of those things where yeah, it's like, there's no the way this is getting like, a green light. Yeah, <laughs> Literally how, how no did way. This show get approved. Yeah. It's like, and, how did this show get approved? But at the same time, at the same good time, God. The, the creator for like, at least they thought of something pretty unique. Yeah. Or at the very least, like, and then here's enough to stand out. And then here's oh, why it's like, it's one of those things that, like, I would probably watch it just to see how it resolves itself, but I, I would not call it something I, I enjoyed because the, I, I, I'm a big proponent of the suspension, of the willing suspension of disbelief. And there is a lot of stuff that I consume as, as a fan or work that I've put out there that really does require a pretty hefty willing suspension of disbelief. The fact that you can solve this entire situation by saying, why don't you just go to a combini? <laughs> that's where I'm like, that's where I just noped out. I'm like, are you kidding me? Literally, my dude, stop getting your butt handed to you. <laughs> And, and also stop staring at everybody's chest. That is very, very rude. Like, you are in the middle of a conversation being told how to not get your butt handed to you. Stop. Like, there's a lot of those kinds of shots. Like, literally, there was at least two scenes where the main character is having a conversation. And without any reason, it's just this slow zoom in on a character's chest. It this... sounds horrible, but, like, I really want to watch it now. Oh, no, because... by all means, <laughs> give it a try. Give it a try. It is not the trashiest thing. But I, I definitely was like, oh my god, how did this get greenlit? I'm actually offended that stuff I've pitched has been turned down, and yet something like this actually moved ahead. Like, it, it hurt me deep down inside. That is, that is my take. But I'm glad I watched it. It is a perfect test case for what we were talking about last week. So I genuinely appreciate the recommendation, Joel. Thank you very much for that, because it was literally, like, the perfect example of what we were talking about. But also yeah, WTF, mate. <laughs> WTF, mate. I hadn't even thought about Bento in years. This oh is my not God. a series that I tout highly or have on my recommendation list. I don't, I don't blame you. This it's is like a very specific of, you know, card that you pull out. Yeah, <laughs> like it, it, it's one of those... It, it is such a standout for what it is <laughs> that it, it it's something that I always remember. And like I have, I see why <laughs> it's, uh, it, it is it, memorable <laughs> for sure. <laughs> the situations in which it comes up are few and far between, but when it comes up, it is one of those just like, well, there's this one. Yeah, yeah. I I and will. It, it is not one that I will go out of my way and say, oh, you should totally watch this because 
it, like I said, it, it is utter trash, and it's really, and uh, as Mario has suggested, it is etchy trash as well. So mm-hmm. there is that sort of asterisk on it. Um, it's not the worst. It, it's not like. Oh, definitely not. Graphic. Not by a country mile. Um, no, that, but it's, um, it's like it, just enough in that threshold that it's like awkward. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it's got my name on it, <laughs> and, and it's the type of thing oh, that you will know for certain if you need to see any more. Yeah, a, what you see is what you get. There is no yep. twist. There is no deeper meaning or message behind this. There is no big reveal at the end that you need to see it for. A it is what it says on the tin. Yeah. And, and to... if you're in the mood for some over-the-top battle anime etchy supermarket absurdity, here you go. Yeah. Like you can... If that's not what you're looking for, if you're shopping the proverbial anime supermarket for... It, actually, it's a lot like bento. You, that... you know when you go into a supermarket, if you are looking for... A bento because a bento is not high quality it's something that is simple easy you can pick it up you know what it is you know it's going to taste not bad and it can be sort of a comfort thing if you're in the mood for a pre-prepared meal like that but you know full well when you go into a supermarket if you're looking to go and get a bento and you know be on with your day or if you need to actually go and you know get vegetables or some oh my God, oh my God, great okay. meat for dinner that night. You've got to stop. You're making me hungry now. And we got to talk about our main topic. Yeah. Uh, so just to kind of kind of bring this one around, um, you can literally get everything you need from the opening credit sequence. Like that is probably one of the most accurate ones I think I've ever seen in anime. And more importantly, this is one of the few unironic, very sincere pieces of praise I have for this show the opening slaps. Like it is a good opening. It is a good opening. I, I dare say it is too good for that show. <laughs> that is how good this opening is. It is so good. Please give it a listen. Look up the Bento opening theme. Uh, I had it written down here because I was trying to find it before. But point is, you can find it in tandem with the opening video. That'll tell you everything you need to know. Uh, and yeah, that is that is my follow up to last week's topic, as well as uh, my my massive f bomb usage probably for like the year. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, honored to have gotten it out of you. Oh boy. It yeah, it takes it takes a lot for me to to drop the F bomb pass, but you should have heard me when I was watching the episode. It was probably worse. Oh yeah, that way. Like it, it wasn't it wasn't even like internal monologue. Situation. Oh yeah, no, it wasn't even internal monologue. Like Lara could hear me from the other end of DHQ <laughs> just screaming and just being audibly reactive to what I was watching. She's like so, uh, sure sounds like a show. <laughs> yep. So, um, yeah, speaking of shows that sure are a show, uh, this sure was a show. Uh, it is a perennial favorite of a lot of us uh, here at Digital Ear Entertainment. Uh, we actually do have some very interesting ties to this property in, uh, in our early history. Uh, if you go to check out our website, which, by the way, I recommend you do anyway, because that's where you can find podcasts like this one, written content, and more, as well as links to our social media, links to our wonderful merchandise, which uh, hopefully one of our wonderful teammates in the chat will be dropping some links to shortly. Um, and it this this one 
ties into uh, one of one of our interesting promotional video projects, which was also done in tandem with our pals at AC Paradise, of whom we were blessed enough to have uh, one of its proprietors, Henry uh, Henry Lee, uh, join us for New Year's D. Um, and that is Tengen Tapa Gurren Lagen. Uh, we, we were able to do promotional videos for an official cosplay contest that was being held in celebration of the movie release uh, over here in the United States for the Tengentapa Gurren Lagann movies back in the day. Um, we actually had a little crossover with uh, our, our other sponsor, Image Anime, <laughs> who, if you go to their website and use the code DISCOUNT20, you can get 20% off in-stock items over at their website now through the 1st of January 2022. And also check out our newly released uh, D-Recap video, which will show off some highlights from our live streams, including our radio dramas, Glares Over at Franji and Joel, because both of you made the, the recap real. <laughs> oh. um, it was a C-3PO moment. It sure was. <laughs> That was it was so good. Um, so you know, we we used some of the cast from Dojinopolis, who also, uh, in another way, appeared in one of our other early projects, Final Fantasy versus Kaiju Big Battle. So there was this weird connection that we have to Gurren Lagann, and certainly why, besides fan appreciation, uh, we hold a special place for Gurren Lagann in our hearts. Same same place that we hold uh, Dudadada in our hearts, because literally that promo led to the Dudadada promo that we were able to work on later that same year. That's also why I, I now have, like, war flashbacks whenever I hear Anipolix. Uh, <laughs> but that's a story for another time. So the reason this came up, uh, on our Wednesday stream with Neo Ivan of Neo Ivan Gaming, who is kindly joining us here in the chat, uh, we actually got into a conversation about Gurren Lagann, because uh, Neo Ivan hadn't, uh, he, he hadn't seen the movies. So I specifically got Full into... I have not either. I thought the movies were recaps. Ah, ha, 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 ha. And that's part of why I brought it up, because we got into a whole discussion about, you know, how well does Gurren Lagann still hold up? And then I pointed out how, uh, you know, I pointed out my thoughts on the movies, which I'm sure we'll be getting into throughout the course of this particular discussion. But um, as a quick recap, in case for whatever reason you've never gotten around to Tengen Tapa Gurren Lagann, uh, it By was originally... Way, uh, spoiler warning, they did. There's... I fully expect that we are going to get into full spoilers for this series, so... Absolutely. Oh, oh, absolutely. It's kind of essential for this kind of a discussion. So if you haven't... So spoilers for an anime from 2007. <laughs> you got you got plenty of time, and it is on Netflix, if I recall correctly. So if you don't have uh, access otherwise, that is a good, easy-breezy way to check out the Gurren Lagans. The movies are still a little difficult to get your hands on outside of physical copies. So full warning there, it's going to be a little difficult for that. Uh, I'm still waiting to see what they're going to do for uh, reissues of digital. But anyway. Yeah, and, and also for physical in general, because if memory serves, this was a Bondi property for a time, and afterwards it reverted to Aniplex and, you know, love Aniplex, but um, it's very expensive. I was going to say, that's the... Own the Aniplex release of Gurren Lagann, if you want to get it on Blu-ray, because they sell it in, like, five-episode packs mm. for, like, you know, 60 or however much... It is not a cheap collection if you're getting the Aniplex release. Uh, they, they they have it in a very nice box, and it's very pretty, but um, it, it's Aniplex pricing model. So Yeah, I, I think uh, Right Stuff has the complete collection with the movies uh, for usually around like 120 I've seen it on sale at times, but it, yeah, it's, as you said, Aniplex pricing, but on the plus side, it's 
a great quality version that's, that's of still the not show actually with as the bad movies. as it used to be. Oh god, no, because the original release of the series with all the bonuses was like five hundo. That was when they were dropping it, it, yeah, Fate yeah. Zero for like six hundred bucks <laughs> for the series. Just the series. But um yeah, 2007 anime uh brought to you by Gynax. The team would later go on to to form Studio Trigger. Uh, it is traditionally considered a, a mecha anime. Uh, it is told in two distinct time periods, uh, and it follows, you know, uh, a, a character named Simon, who uh, starts off as just a lowly digger, but becomes literally the the leader of the world and the leader of the the fight against this uh, universal entity that has it out for all living creatures. I am oversimplifying because I'm trying not to spoil too many points of discussion, but it is considered to be kind of a banger. The soundtrack alone, we, when we've talked anime soundtracks, uh, Ooh, Taku boy. Iwasaki is one of the names that always came up because this is one of uh, Iwasaki-san's like um, just all-time best. And even with the insert songs like Libera Me from Hell, I still listen to that and get so freaking pumped yes. up. Sorado Days, uh, that that song still comes up as like a perennial karaoke favorite and one that is still oh, yeah, no, really it, beloved. It, put it, put it, Shokotan it, on the map, <laughs> for it, crying out loud. YouTuber stuff, that it, it is certainly a favorite of uh, Hololive. There's many a Sorario Days uh, karaoke clip that you can find. Mario that, so would much. like to karaoke that, because so do I, but I didn't know that. I don't know why I'm surprised anymore when yeah. we karaoke the same yeah. thing. Oh, well, I, I don't mean so much for myself personally. I just mean, like, in general, it is a, you know, one that you will almost oh. always hear. It's not not quite like Evangelion theme, <laughs> Cruel mm-hmm. Angel's thesis, but it's still like one of those that people will go back to the well for. Um, mm-hmm. So the the soundtrack is considered one of the, the most, like, hot-blooded soundtracks you can find, and it's just... There, there are so many good things that went into this show, and it's, it's had a very, uh, it's had a very interesting legacy. It is still considered like a modern classic, but uh, it's, it's one of those that sometimes uh, I feel like people forget about until they're reminded. Like, hey, so did you ever see Gurren Lagann? Oh yeah, I love Gurren Lagann. Yeah, that if, if you say if you mention Gurren Lagann, there's very few people who have seen it who are gonna, you know, say that it wasn't at least good. Um, but I suppose it can get eclipsed by other things. Yeah. Also, uh, now, Gurren Lagann is one of the series I have on my recommendation list documents. So I actually have a the, the blurb here that I wrote about it. Gurren Lagann is a series of ever-growing mechs and explosions. Yes. Humanity has been driven underground by human-animal hybrids known as beastmen, wielding giant robots known as gunmen. Also, After yes. discovering a magical drill that powers a long-lost gunman, a pair of human friends venture to the surface in an attempt to defeat the beastmen and allow humans to return to the surface as well. Their actions end up having repercussions for them and the entire world. The series has a very grandiose feel about it and the content to, to justify every bit of its self-confidence. Rallying speeches, triumphant music, amazing combat sequences, and did I mention ever-growing mechs and explosions? The series is fun and fast-paced, with the noted exception of a four-episode stretch around the middle where things get a bit mopey work through those episodes though they're important and well worth it in the end uh yeah if we're trying to do a more detailed uh breakdown of the series that definitely covers all the notes um there is an interesting uh other highlight about this show that i find a little interesting and this is why we wanted to give you the spoiler warning because this is one of those moments where we're going to get a little spoilery here um it i I would argue it it used an ending that's has actually been cribbed from <laughs> not if not directly it definitely like 
gave it, it, it's one that you can look back to as oh Gurren Lagann did this first uh, and I don't say this with any hint of disrespect at all. This is just one of those, oh, I find this kind of amusing that when you look at the reputations of everything involved here, one one basically, like, did this after the other. Uh, if you saw the, the Adult Swim final season of Samurai Jack, you're going to have some flashbacks if you've seen Gurren Lagann. And if you never did, and you go back and watch Gurren Lagann after watching uh, the final season of Samurai Jack, you'll be like, Oh wow! Wait, wait they, a minute. They did this, really, really. Well, well, did did they have the the BS psyche you didn't actually save her thing at the end of Jack? Because I didn't see the end of Samurai Jack. I saw clips that suggested that um, Jack's love interest, uh, for lack of a better term, got corrupted and all that. Because uh, really, the one thing that I hold against the series is, and like we've said, there's. Uh, full spoilers here, so here you go. Three, two, one. Nina did not need to die. That served no purpose. There was no functional explanation uh, that, you know, if she had died right after being saved, okay, I could buy it and say that, all right, the, the process of her being uncorrupted or whatever was so taxing on her body that she was not able to recover and that it killed her. If, if it had happened right then and there, it, it would have been tragic but it would have been acceptable to me. The fact that she's saved, she's fine, we're back on Earth for, you know, a week or two, we get to have the wedding, and then she just dematerializes oh, on the f***ing altar. There's my F-bomb. That's why I love it. That's why I love it, because it's so extra sad. There's my F-bomb. I want one, too. I'm so sorry, Remy. I did not know that this was going to happen. <laughs> I literally only prepared for the, the, one, the one bit. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Um... But yeah, uh, so there's, and again, I'm not, I'm not Im inferring any sort of, you know, negative uh, connotation for, you know, who did this first, who did this best. I'm just saying I find it hilarious that, you know, you can say, oh, this anime, which came out after the original Samurai Jack, did this particular plot point before Simpsons the, the finale of Samurai Jack many years later. <clears throat> Sorry, just uh, also I, I, catching I, up on I, the I'm, chat here. <laughs> By God, another like, F-bomb! <laughs> why, why did it need to happen? That just... It, I find that so unnecessary that we already had so much emotion and then just like th you know there's what? not even an explanation. And life like, isn't oh, fair. And sometimes life isn't fair, and the hero doesn't get the perfect happy ending. And That's this fine. is one like I said, thing I would have been all right with it that if she had died, like in space after they saved her. That well, that would have been. But at least okay. they got the wedding. If yeah. they didn't get the wedding, that would have been even more or tragic. Like, like or like if there was a thing one. that. If they had sort of established of, like, uh, we saved her, but she's unstable. She's not going to be around for long. Uh, and, like, we're, we're going to rush to the wedding, and you make it a super emotional wedding because you know she doesn't have long to live. If you at least qualify it or try to justify it in some way, I'd, I'd be inclined to let it slide. But the fact that there is just no explanation, no even real attempt at justifying why she was able to be just fine for however many days and weeks between that final battle and the wedding. That's well, what wait frustrates a second. me. Now, see, it's been so many years since I've seen this, and I'm way past due for a rewatch, so maybe I'm remembering wrong, but I was pretty sure that you get a hint early on that she's not going to last, but you, she doesn't say anything on purpose. And then, you know, she maybe, just makes it as long as she can. It's been a while for me as well, but I guess, like, eh. Maybe. Uh, so, yeah. 
this uh, this point that you bring up, uh, Joel, about uh, the necessity of character deaths, that was actually part of what I harped on in our live discussion about, uh, you know, the Gurren series versus the Gurren movie uh, during our playthrough of Dead Rising 2 on Wednesday. Because <laughs> I, I, this is one of the reasons uh, I, I actually do extol the virtues of um, of the, the film adaptations because it corrects what I feel personally is one of the biggest missteps in the original series, which, again, I, I stress, like, top to bottom... If you get a chance to to watch the entire original Gurren Lagann, please do. Like it is it is a good ride. It just has one massive hiccup in my opinion that the movies, specifically movie 2, goes out of its way to correct. But before I launch into that, I do want to actually popcorn this back over to uh Franji because uh I know you are a very 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 big Gurren Lagann fan. We have not given you a chance to really just like extol its virtues. So the floor is yours. It's it's really difficult for me to talk about Gurren Lagann without getting super hyped and all I can say is that it is the single-handedly easily the anime that has most inspired me and pumped me up in my life like I love Code Geass that's my favorite anime but it doesn't make me walk away from it feeling like I can literally pierce the heavens and do anything and run marathons and you know lift humongous dumbbells that I actually can't and like it 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 just hypes me up and I think it's it special is the to me because anime. yeah, it, is the hype anime. Anime. it literally so, is the anime. Uh, just um, uh, Kamina as a character, he, despite the fact that he is in less than half of that series, is and always will be considered one of the ultimate Big Brother characters and one of the most just inspirational characters of just. Don't believe in yourself. Believe in the me that believes in you. Yes. Yeah, even, he even got after eight he... episodes of screen time, and it, it'd be the type of thing where the like at the Oscars, uh, I I forget what it was. Um, the actor that for Silence of the Lambs won Best Actor for eighteen minutes of screen time. Kamina is that in Gurren Lagann. Even after he's gone, the show is so inspirational um, mm-hmm. because of things that his character did. But like, just. I, Gurren Lagann basically got me through some really tough times. Um, I have <laughs> this uh, drill that my friend made me that actually glows in the dark um, <laughs> that I Aww, like, carry so around sweet. sometimes. And um, so it's just like when I feel like like I can't do anything or like life is just hard, I will watch like one episode of Gurren Lagann and walk away being like, well, I can do it. it, it it's that powerful. Um, I don't know what it is. It's shown in hero power or something. Um, and giant robots and universes, so it's it's cool. The soundtrack is just uh, oh my gosh, hot blooded was a good way to describe it, like Mario said. Yeah, like there's Libera- some really good remixes of Libera May. Oh my yeah, god, Libera May from Hell was like my ringtone for a, a solid year. I'm not even kidding. So- like it's oh, it's so good, so good. Mm-hmm. Um, it, fun yes. fact: the first time I watched it, I almost dropped the series because the stretch of episodes of nine to twelve was such a slog just it and i understand and respected from a narrative standpoint that it was absolutely necessary for simone to go through his mopey phase i do not yes. hold this i i do not hold it against the writers if anything the fact that i was kind of turned off by it almost a it, it's almost showing the accomplishment of how well they wrote a mopey anime and i I was just worried that, uh, you know, when it got to that third episode or so where he was caught in this cycle, really, 
of like at the end of episode nine, it looked like he was going to be on an upturn. And I was like, okay, cool. So he's had his mopey phase, but then in episode 10, he's mopey again. And it, then he has some progress in 10, but then he's mopey again in 11. That's and, why it's so powerful when he finally breaks yes. out of it. Yeah, yep. that just because like in real life, you don't always break out of a funk in a single bout. Yep. That it, it, de- depression, uh, whether it be, you know, seasonal or you know something that someone fights for their entire life is is a difficult thing to work out of and it rarely is something that just all at once you will break out of so it it was just i guess after having so much hype and everything in the first several in the first eight episodes i i was a bit turned off by it but that's that was just you know the, the real-time consumption and just I don't like watching sad anime so I was not enjoying myself over those episodes but it, from a character standpoint and a writing standpoint it is completely justified so uh, if you are like ever you know talking with someone and they mention 9 to 12 and they're like I'm uh, I'm thinking of dropping the series tell them to power through those episodes because the, it is a slog right there but you know, after that, you then really, that's when the time skip hits and everything else comes. Oh, God, the time skip is so cool. The time skip was so cool. Yeah, and and, and it, you, you see a lot of that echoed in, you know, Kill a Kill, which was one of the first things out of the gate for the team members formerly of Gynax that formed Trigger in the years that followed because it, it has a similar structure, uh, not quite to the radical degree of time skip that you see in Gurren Lagann, but you, you can definitely be like, you, you can see that where they, they took that parallel structure from. Um, and then to to further uh, build off of Joel's point about, okay, if they're having a tough time trying to crank through a part of the series, may I also recommend the two films that uh, were released in theaters in Japan in 2008 and 2009, respectively. It was September for the first film, uh, the second film in April of 2009. Um, as pointed out, they are, for all intents and purposes, compilation films. I would argue that they're more like remix films. The, each, each film covers the respective part of the story, uh, that you would expect it to. So the first movie, uh, basically covers almost all the way up through, uh, the first half of the story pre-time skip. i if I remember correctly, the second film, just kind of like finishes off what would have been like the the big final battle and then leaps into the the future arc of the story uh the first movie pretty serviceable doesn't really change too many beats until the end where they had to you know hit fast forward and reshuffle a few events that you could get like this big blowout version of what was effectively the last few episodes of the first arc and importantly in the second movie besides inserting a scene that i I was telling Neo Ivan live on stream, this is one of the best inclusions because it gives you a hilarious character moment you will not see coming. That was definitely not in the original, but my God, if it wasn't worth it just to see this one scene, I will say no more because that's how much I want people who have either seen the series and not seen the movies yet, or people who just want to go and clean to really get that full impact and laugh out loud moment. Um, so it had embellishments like that, and it critically, critically, uh, again, we're going into massive spoiler territory, so sorry, y'all, <laughs> I have to fast forward again if you are listening to this after the fact and you want to go in clean. 
in the second half of the series, uh, specifically on the road to the big final battle uh, that that concludes the series in epic fashion. They're literally throwing galaxies at each other like frisbees. Yes. Yes. Um, Half of the original team, Daigurin, gets straight up murdered in the course of an episode. Now, normally, uh, I I would give it a pass because of the narrative reasons why they clearly did it, but it was one of those things I felt, uh, going back to Joel's point about Nia's death, it came off as very unearned, it was very shoehorned, and it it was very sloppy, uh, according to to how I felt as not just a fan, but also as a storyteller. I'm like, yo, you guys could have stretched that out and really made this actually tick. This is just like, oh, we needed to, you know, uh, pop the tears from the audience because, oh no, we've got to make everyone think that this is hopeless. It's like, guys, you literally did not have to do any of this. And I feel like they took that criticism into the movie because not only does that not happen, they said, okay, mea culpa, we messed up. We're going to give you what you want. Everyone makes it to the final battle. And here, as a bonus, everyone look under your chairs. You get a gunman, you get a gunman, you get a gunman. Everybody has their own personal gunman. And the <laughs> even though the original ends with literal giant robots chucking galaxies at each other, for the record, I still go back to that when I use that as like a scale of comparison for how OP a sequence is. It's like, yeah, no, they're Gurren Logan chucking galaxies at each other. Um, they instead replace it with a much more personal, much more appropriate, I feel, final battle where everybody is involved like even nia like gets her own friggin gunman and it it, instead of like the 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 big like giant robot saving the day it comes down to a straight up fist fight between anti-spiral and simon and my god (laughs) it is like it feels even though it's not as cool as like giant robots saving the day the emotion, the personal element of it, all of it, it just feels so much more right for the message that they were trying to send with the series. And that's why I I really encourage people to basically consume both. If you can only pick one and you're on a super time crunch, cool. Like, watch the movies if you can get your hands on them. You'll still get all the major plot points and a few improvements on the back half. Uh, If you're able to see both, see both. They have very different plot points in the second half. And I would argue the series is inferior in that regard because it does kind of like take a few easy ways out in a way that doesn't feel as as right. But it's still it's still a damn good show. Like I will go to bat for it and still say watch the movie anyway. Thank you for coming to my TED talk. <laughs> um, so that's that's kind of where I I come from on this whole thing. Um, and critically, they don't change what I would consider to be the narrative critical. Uh, character deaths so they they still like telegraph everything appropriately everything happens a lot like it does in the series so the movies don't lose that they just take out the unnecessary deaths and make you feel a little bit better at the end because they still gut punch you with that finale like that does not change you are still getting punched in the gut but you feel way less bad about it because it's like well that sucked but at least everybody's still able to hang out with each other and they saved the day kind of sort of all right cool <laughs> it's it's a much more satisfying resolution so is the second half of the great 2008 for yuri lowenthal and johnny young bosch yes because mm-hmm. uh so i i watched the dub first and for me this is one that i very much i say watch the dub over the sub the sub's fine the sub's great there's nothing wrong with the sub 
but this is one where a the the dub is just so powerful everyone yes. is there to play everyone is you know very very good at what they do oh yeah and i was actually just looking up on wikipedia because i knew that both aired in 2007 uh well no so uh, gias aired late 2006 but the english air date so the first episode of gurren lagan aired on july 28th 2008 and the first episode of Code Geass, one second, it just had a minute ago. So, and also, uh, so Johnny Young Bosch is Lelouch and Gias, and Rossiu, who is really the, uh, he's the primary antagonist for the middle third of the series, I would say. Or maybe like the third quarter of the series. Yeah, he has but a very a substantial player. role. Like he is, he is basically, you know, the the Suzaku to to Lelouch in in this case, which makes yeah, this they, they, all they the funnier. Very much, yeah. That they they were Suzaku and Lelouch, kind of inverted, um, literally. <laughs> we are hearing them talk with each other and fighting and arguing because, it, it, both Johnny Youngbosch and Yuri Lowenthal are actors who seldom modulate their voices they they speak and they perform as they are so their voices are very very recognizable they've been in a lot of things and they they might change a bit of tone but they don't do like major uh, alterations or have a particularly wide range in terms of where their voice goes, that they, oh, they are emotional. side note, though, if you want to hear Yuri Lowenthal do it, you should play Prince of Persia. Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah so, like I said, literally anyway. where I first heard his voice <laughs> when I became a fan, I was just like, what? Mm. Anime? Not, nah, not, nah, dude. I heard him in Prince of Persia, Sands of Time. <laughs> uh-huh. So first episode of Gurren Lagan was July 27, 2008. First episode of Code Geass was April 27, 2008. So... It was a good year for those two. They had some great roles and hopefully got a nice payday. Yeah, and to to just kind of embellish on this point, um, while I would argue that both performances, the the Japanese and English, are equally strong, this is one of the times where I straight up rewatched the entire series as it was airing on Sci-Fi Channel because the performances in English were so good. It's one of those rare shows that I will go to bat for and say, watch it in both because it's still just as good. You just get uh, slightly nuanced takes. Uh, also, S- Steve Bloom, <laughs> one of oh. his one of his most unusual performances, but it's so, does so good. Play, does he play Leroy? He sure does. He sure okay. does. And it's so yeah. good. It's uh-huh. so good because it's like, wait, wait, Spike Spiegel's playing that character. You're you're damn right. Spike Spiegel's playing that character and it's great. <laughs> and Kyle Heber just grand slam is coming up. Uh, yes. Hey, <laughs> Voice- hey, hey, Thank you. <laughs> Voice over sensei, uh, li- literally, literally playing like the, the best, uh, quasi sensei character ever. <laughs> like it, this, this is one of the performances I always bring up whenever, you know, trying to, um, tell people who Kyle A. Bear is if they're not familiar with his work. Cause if they've heard him in Gurren Lagann, they'll be like, Oh, Kamina. Cool. Cool. I know who you're talking about. Um, cause it was such a standout. Oh man. Um, but yeah, that's, that's just generally my... So what? There was a second, there was a second English dub? Of Gurren Lagann? Wait, Yeah, what? as I'm looking at this, I'm what? seeing AD dub version and Bang Zoom dub. 
The one that we're referring to is the Bang Zoom dub. But apparently in what is oh. AD dub, Josh Greel plays uh, Simon. Kamina is Brett Weaver. Uh, who plays? For the record, y'all, like this this is new information to us live. <laughs> we're, we're literally piecing this together as we are live. Like they, these are all still, you know, all-star names. These are established people. This is not oh, yeah. some budget redub. Um, what is this? Must have been like, oh, oh no, you know what? Oh, that makes a lot of sense. I wouldn't be surprised if AD Vision, aka what Sentai Filmworks basically uh, is the the resurrected phoenix of. Um, I believe they had originally gotten the rights, but then when AD Vision went uh, went bankrupt, they probably lost all that. So that's maybe like one of those lost dubs. Especially, oh, wow. like, given some of the people you just mentioned are involved in that. Like, that would have been very early uh, in Josh uh, Josh Greeley's career. Uh, Chris Patton was, like, a heavy hitter at the time, so I could definitely see that being a thing. Um, that's probably why it's there, because that would make sense. Like, just one of those things that, you know, got lost in the shuffle because, as as they said in the chat, <laughs> law licensing, <laughs> you know? Um that would be my theory. Uh, we'd have to dig into that and get back to y'all on that one because that is new information to me. But I seem to have like this vague memory of something like that having gone down around that time. Ah, um, uh, yes. Um, yeah. Just a bit of Googling. Lostmediaarchive.fandom.com says, uh, The Anime Girl in Lagan, originally licensed by ADV Films in 2007 with several, several episodes dubbed, ended up somehow having the deal fall through, possibly due to budget issues with ADV at the time. The license like said, was reacquired, and a new dub was made by Bang Zoom in 2008 using a completely different voice cast. Yep, because uh, it popcorned back over to uh, Bandai America um, to, to basically uh, you know publish it themselves. Uh, so that would make a lot of sense. And, and it was a good cast. It, it, so Brett... Uh, so yeah. So wait, was really was Josh uh, Simon? Oh my God! So uh, basically, for y'all to to get an idea, so Armin <laughs> from Attack on Titan as Simon. Think about that uh, for a minute. <laughs> Lucy I mean, Christensen as Nia. Okay. Tiffany Grant as Yoko. <laughs> Bless. Bless. Uh, Chris Patton as Rossu. Oh, Greg all right. as Gimme. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, I, I can do that. Some of the big ones. Oh um, man! <laughs> well, there there was one big upgrade that they had. Uh, as, um, uh, Viral was originally played by um, <clears throat> Vic. Huh? That makes <laughs> a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense for for that time period. Yep. Huh? Uh, huh. Real as Buta. Lol. <laughs> that's that's all I can say about that. Lol. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I kind I kind of want to like dig this up and hear it if if it exists I, I don't somewhere. Know if it, it was ever released, or I don't know that it would have been. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, it says uh, test disc has been had been sent out to select audiences with the first episode of the dub. Only one clip of this dub has managed to be found. Mm. Don't mm. have a link to that, but uh, I'm guessing that you can dig it up somewhere on YouTube or something. But uh, yeah, that's an interesting bit of history that we all wow. learned today. And this, and meanwhile, in the gaming world, uh, this week, an, an, an unearthed version of the legendary GoldenEye 64, which was supposed to be released on the Xbox 360, just dropped. And here we are talking about like another another lost gem. <laughs> dear and dear anime fandom on the internet, please please just like make this 
uh, rematerialize for us so that we can hear it and come back and talk about it in a future episode because my god um and since since we did start a little bit behind schedule we are running a little bit over so we should probably start wrapping this up um so let's just kind of go around one last time uh with with the the general thesis gurren logan does it still hold up uh i personally would argue absolutely joel yeah that um i still hold it up it has more competition nowadays because a lot of great things have come out since uh, 2007. But uh, there's really nothing in Gurren Lagann that I go back and, like I said, I haven't rewatched in a couple of years, but nothing strikes me in my memory in terms of, like, uh, thematics or whatnot that sort of uh, aged ungracefully. I, I think it's a relatively timeless tale the performances certainly hold up. The soundtrack absolutely holds up. The animation, uh, for sure, that uh, despite being, well, 2007, that it, it this is, uh, to draw another parallel with Code Geass, I would call it that level of animation. That's just it's yeah. very strong. Uh, you can tell there was budget behind it. Oh, there was and, budget. Uh, <laughs> there was budget. <laughs> Dynex earned their name for a reason. Yeah, and this is like one of the last hurrahs of, of Gynax as we knew it. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, any other thoughts, or shall we popcorn to Franji for for her take on Does Gurren Lagann hold up? Oh, I absolutely think it holds up because I have found nothing before or since that gets me the level of hype that Gurren Lagann does. Rock and roll. Uh, so with that, it is time to start uh, wrapping it up. It is time for our usual hype train again, much like we mentioned mid-episode. Uh, if you want to follow us across social media, all of that information is at the top of your screen for those of you watching us live. Of course, you can go to our main website, digitaleraentertainment.com, to find podcasts like this and our esports and gaming podcast that airs every Thursday. Uh, and you can also get written content and additional stuff there. Speaking of getting stuff, big shout out to our sponsors, Image Anime. If you go to their website, Image Anime, and use the code DISCOUNT20, that's D-E-E-S-C-O-U-N-T-2-0, you can get 20% off in-stock items now through the 1st of January 2022. And while you're there, check out the first episode of D-Recap. It'll be a monthly program that will be dropping to showcase some of the stuff that we do on our live streams and across Digital Ear Entertainment's visual media, as well as a nice place to find some cool little items uh, to pick up over the course of the month uh, that it drops in. And speaking of picking up cool items, of course, we have our merch. I am rocking the Dekai t-shirt. Uh, it's been so nice, by the way, wearing this like the last like two or three weeks. <laughs> it's like, yay, I can stay in, in, in theme all the way through the show. This is so good. And um, if you are not interested in grabbing some cool anime goodies for 20% off for your special someone, if you have a player two in your life, we have a special Sharing D Love mug set that's available until February 15th of this month over at our official merch store. You can, again, use the link if you are watching us live or if you are uh, listening to us after the fact, go to our website. We have a special banner up uh, next to our regular merch page that will send you directly to that. And of course, you can keep up with everything on a regular basis, courtesy of our Discord channel. Uh, 
Why are you being so difficult? Boom, Discord. Uh, so keep the conversation going over in our Discord channel. You can also get uh, up to the minute updates uh, on what's going on across digitally or entertainment all the time. And we have plenty of fun little threads for you to jump in and scream about your favorite things. So come on and join the discussion over at our Discord. Uh, that pretty much covers it for this week. So we will be back next week with another wonderful episode. And I believe next week is our big anime awards episode, no, is it not? two weeks. It's on the 19th. Okay, I've been losing track of time. So, okay, two weeks. We've got our big uh, anime awards recap. So next week, we'll see what we end up talking about. We'll scream about anime. It'll be a good time. So uh, until next time, as always, stay happy, stay healthy, stay informed, and we will see you again soon. Take care, y'all, and stick around if you're watching live for happy hour in just a few minutes here on Digital Era Twitch. Take care, y'all.